Welcome to the First Amendment News Podcast. A fictional timeline of a futuristic world set in the year, 2076, and going back in time to the year, 2024. Due to a collapsed economy, the United States of America has splintered off into six separate independent entities of government, and a unified Korea has assumed superpower status and established world dominance. Your host for the podcast series is news anchor, Matt Amazon, a fictional character brought to life by Amazon Polly, a leader in text-to-voice technology. Please settle in, and join us with tonight's broadcast. This is Matt Amazon, reporting for First Amendment News. Tonight, First Amendment News continues our multi-part series with an in-depth look back at the historic events which have spanned the previous 50 years. The series chronicles the significant milestones and circumstances which led to the collapse of the most powerful nation on Earth, the subsequent formation of six splinter nations which formed the coalition of former American states, and the establishment of the Korean Haintoju Provence along the far northwest rim of North America. Tonight's segment. Season 1. Episode 18. Korea's new voluntary euthanasia program garners extreme criticism from Western nations. July 23, 2076, First Amendment News. Article originally released by APNS, May 1, 2025, Washington, D.C. Struggling their red-hot economy, Korean officials are pulling no stops in removing any obstructions positioned in their path toward economic supremacy. However, one of the major stumbling blocks which has caused a great deal of turmoil on the world stage is how to deal with the elderly, uneducated peasant farmers who have long resided in the agricultural regions of the former North Korean provinces. For centuries the impoverished sharecroppers have struggled to survive and possess no skills or any worthwhile capacity to contribute anything of value to the new Korean society. Now with the introduction of mechanized machinery to the farming region of the North, the peasant farmers have lost even that means of subsistence in maintaining their meager livelihood and habitat. In an effort to keep the destitute population from starving to death, most of the elderly tenants have been temporarily relocated to nearby emergency communal settlements set up by the government, but these facilities, while providing a lifeline to the needy, run contrary to the Cho administration's Contributors Together program. Under the newly established strategy, all Korean citizens are expected to contribute more into the marketplace economy than they receive back in government subsidies and benefits. A complex algorithm developed by the nation's top economists calculate each individual family's personal input, FPI, value to the economy, along with a futures estimate on government disbursement of family entitlements and allowances, FEA. Under the administration's Contributors Together program, each family's FPI value must be greater than the family's FEA deficiency to achieve the desired family contributor status. While addressing the nation in a televised broadcast, Cho stated that in the new Korean society all citizens are expected to and must contribute to the cause, and that sometimes, the way to a meaningful contribution is through personal sacrifice within the family unit. The premier went on to say, when called upon members of our loyal and trustworthy militia are willing to sacrifice their lives for the greater good of the nation, therefore it is only reasonable to expect that those individuals with physical or mental impairments should be prepared to make the same worthy sacrifice, as their armed comrades, for the greater good of their children and their children's children. Any flaw or fissure within the fabric of our national economy, which has proven to be a drain on our affluence, must be addressed and corrected with whatever action is deemed necessary to repair those elements which threaten the overall success of our national objectives and intentions. Following Chu's national address, an administrative spokesperson passed out an informational pamphlet to members of the press which detailed major aspects of the arrangement. The key elements follow. 1. Eligible volunteers are defined as any unskilled or illiterate citizen over the age of 55, any illiterate citizen whom does not possess a mental capacity to overcome the illiterate condition, 
within a one-year period of time following the date in which a sanctioned government agency or official declares the individual illiterate. 2. Compensation to adult family members of an eligible volunteer will be, assignment to an apprentice job training status, guaranteed assignment to a skilled career position, upon completion of the apprenticeship, at one of the newly developed industrial complexes, provided subsidized family housing within one of the newly built suburban neighborhoods associated with that particular industrial complex, and secure quality education assurances, up to the graduate level, for all members of the next generation which are academically qualified for such benefits. 3. Once certified as an eligible volunteer, the selected individual has 30 days to enter the program. If individuals deemed qualified, fail to volunteer within the 30-day window an assessment of reasonable productivity value will be calculated and an annual financial benefits penalty will be assessed against the individual's immediate family. The penalty will be set at twice the cost of maintaining an acceptable quality of life for the individual, plus an added reasonable contribution penalty. Failure to comply with these penalties will result in the arrest and imprisonment of all family members of the qualified individual, regardless of age. 4. Upon entry, eligible volunteers will complete a two-week family enrichment phase with immediate family members. After fulfilling the enrichment phase, a volunteer has 30 days to attend to any personal affairs or legal issues. With the accomplishment of these tasks, the individual enters the final phase of the program. Married volunteers may enter the program under a joint status. All expenses are covered through government appropriation. As a side note, China has long been suspected of operating a similar program under a cloak of secrecy, but Western nations were appalled by Chu's openness of the voluntary euthanasia program and his aggressive enforcement of the policy. Human rights organizations around the globe have spoken out against what they call an abuse of human dignity. However, several pro-choice organizations have come out in support of the program and insist voluntary euthanasia is an individual's right, is an individual's privilege to determine the point in one's life when they feel their contribution to society is complete, and that same person has reached a point in life where they are ready to terminate their current existence. This concludes our replay of Korea's new voluntary euthanasia program garners extreme criticism from Western nations. Our next report in the series, Ahmed announces implementation of three major entitlement programs while attacking Convention of States Assembly. This has been First Amendment Broadcast News. Preserving our unalienable rights defined in the First Amendment of the Constitution of the former United States of America. Freedom of speech and freedom of the press. First Amendment broadcast news originates from the communication center off the former United States Coast Guard cutter, Richard Snyder, currently anchored off the coast of Bermuda. This has been Matt Amazon reporting for First Amendment News. Good night. You have been listening to a podcast of First Amendment News. This episode was written and produced by Pop Nose and recorded from Pop and KK's Place Studio. First Amendment News intro and closing music is the instrumental, Algorithms from the Album Arps by Chad Crouch. Visit Podington Bear's website at soundofpicture.com for a full listing of his music. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And please join us again for our next episode of First Amendment News.